2 Samuel chapter number 3. And we're going to read verse number 27. And then we're going to go over to verse number 32 and read some more there. 2 Samuel chapter number 3 and verse number 27 in your Bible. Again, I am so thankful that the Lord has let us come and uh, be back here again. And uh, we are just praising the Lord for uh, getting to see you folks again and to spend some time in fellowship with you and uh, see these young people grow up. Uh, my, my, the majority of all these down here wasn't even alive, amen, the last time I came here. So I'm thankful, amen, that, that we got to come and, and, and see these young men, young ladies living for God. It's wonderful. Second uh, Samuel chapter number 3 and verse number 27 in your Bible. If you found your place, say, I am there. Now look what our Bible says. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died for the blood of Azahel his brother. Verse number 32, the Bible says, And they buried Abner in Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Died Abner as a fool dieth? Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into fetters. As a man falleth before wicked men, so fellest thou. And all the people wept again over him. Amen. I'm interested in this part of the scripture because here's a man that died. And according to David, in these scriptures, David said that he died as a fool. He didn't have to die. He died really for no reason. Uh, And so then why did he die? Uh, And so we're going to try to examine that uh, uh, in these scriptures this morning. And I'm going to preach for just a few minutes uh, uh, on this subject. Uh, uh, I want to preach on uh, dying in the gate. Dying uh, in the gate. Uh, Let's pray and you can be seated. Father, we love you. Thank you for letting us be in the house of God again this morning. I'm praying, God, that you would fill me with your spirit again, God. I'm so thankful, Lord, for all of the testimonies that we've heard this morning. And the touch of God, I feel the presence of the Lord in this room. I feel the spirit of God moving about this building and inside this sanctuary. I'm praying, God, that you'd please bless now. Use us, God, and accomplish your will for this hour. And God will thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Now, I've got to speed up a little bit to tell you this story. Again, we're going to be using some pictures uh, or some types. Uh, Now, let me say something to help you. Uh, uh, If I went out and took a picture of my car... And then I was to come in here and say, uh, are any of you guys, oh, I know you are. You're fixing to graduate, right? You you drive. Uh, What's your name, brother? Andrew. So I I go out, I take a picture of my car. I come back in, I hand it to Andrew, and I say, Andrew, uh, take this picture, go down to Sonic, get me a a Sonic cheeseburger, order fries, uh, amen, and come back. Uh, Well, I'll be honest with you, Andrew's not going to crawl inside that picture, start that car up, amen, and zoom down the road. Uh, Amen. He'd probably look at me real funny. Uh, Why does he want me to take the picture? Uh, uh, The picture looks like my car, but it's really not my car. Now, if I pitched him the keys and said, Andrew, would you take my car? Uh, and you'd go down to the Sonic and come back and bring me a milkshake. Uh, then sure enough, Andrew could get in my 
car and drive it. There's a difference between a picture and the actual thing. Amen. And so you don't want to get those two confused. You can be maybe going to buy a car, a truck. Maybe you look on some kind of a Craigslist or a newspaper article. You see a picture of the car. Sometimes they'll fool you and they'll just take a picture maybe from the front end of the car and they'll say, I only want $2,500 for this car. And Brother Laddie says, wow, that's a $5,000 car. They're selling that thing for half price. But they didn't take a picture of the back end where the transfer truck had crashed the trunk into the back windshield. Amen. And so they only showed you a few things in that picture. And the picture, though it looked real good from the front, it broke down as you went towards the back. Now, if you'll keep that with you, amen, later in your life, when a preacher's up preaching and he uses an example, amen, you won't come and meet him at the back door and say, yeah, but later this person messed up. Uh, I had somebody do me that uh, way here. Uh, back, uh, I was preaching a tent meeting in Winchester, Tennessee last year. Uh, I preached a message on a type and a man came to me afterwards and said, uh, but uh, this type, uh, this picture fails. I said, sure it does. Uh, and so uh, you can't always, uh, amen, uh, take the picture and think you have the actual. Uh, amen, that's why they call them shadows. Amen. If I'm walking along, the sun's hitting me just right. My shadow will be over here. But you can go talk to my shadow all day long and it won't answer you because it's just a shadow. It's just a type. It may, it may look kind of like me. If I move my arms, it may move its arms in the shadow, but the shadow is not me. Amen. So then we're looking again at some types, some pictures in this story. Now this is a very interesting story. It has some characters in this play uh, that uh, that we normally wouldn't hear about. There's a man named Abner in this story, and Abner, uh, amen, is going to be a picture and a type of the sinner, uh, amen. He's seeking some refuge in this story. Uh, uh, what has happened? Uh, uh, well, there's one named Joab, and Joab is after him. Uh, he's a type and picture of Satan. Uh, you say, wait a minute, I heard a preacher preach about Joab, how he was a blessing over in another chapter. Again, that's a shadow, that's a picture, amen, and that's a type, amen. But here we're gonna use Joab as the wicked one. And you say, why? Why would you do that? Where would you get such a thought? Well, I read the Bible, and the Bible, mama mia, it's in there. And the king lamented over there and said, that he's a fool. And then he said, wicked men, as a man falleth before wicked men. So what Joab had done, here, uh, amen, uh, David called it uh, wicked, uh, amen he killed him, uh, amen uh, and Abner died as a fool because he was not, uh, amen watching uh, and waiting for this to happen now, let me give you just a little bit of an outline here and get you started in the story. Uh, Abner is a, a general, if you would, for the old king, Saul. Uh, Joab is a general uh, for, uh, he's captain of the host, if you would, for David, the new king on the scene. Uh, David, uh, a man knows of Abner and desires and wants Abner to change his mind and go from the old king, a man, to the new king. That's enough right there, amen, to shout about, ain't it? And so we're gonna use David as a type of the sovereign or the or the savior he could have had. Amen. He wanted to bring him from the old king to the new king. Y'all still with me, ain't you? Amen. I'm sometimes like a little bit of a roller coaster. Amen. I click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. But when we get to the top, we'll roll over and have a ride, okay? Amen. And so then, amen, we've got Abner over here. Amen. He's the general for the old king. Amen. That's no longer in the picture. Amen. We've got David. He's the new king and he has a general under 
under him. But David has a desire. David's desire is, is that this, uh, this general would come over to his side, amen, and be a part of his group. That's why David so tore up in the story. David cared about Abner. David loved Abner, if you would. I'll tell you something about Jesus. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. He wants everybody to be saved. Abner one day is with Joab, uh, their men, and again, they got separate armies. And uh, Abner said, uh, let's bring the men together and let them play. They're not playing. Uh, uh, they, they're in battle, and they start fighting with one another. Uh, and, uh, and it looks like Abner now, it's gonna break out into a, into a battle or a war, uh, and Abner sees it. Uh, and so Abner, uh, amen, uh, uh, begins to retreat from it, uh, and he takes off, uh, and he's gonna run from that battle. There was a young man that came after him. His name was Azahel. Azahel was uh, Abner's, I mean, Joab's brother. Uh, amen. I'll give you some, some, some chance for redemption here. Amen. He said it wasn't exactly fair yesterday. I don't know why. Uh, I, I thought it was an even race. Amen. Uh, you kind of hang around here. Your name now. What is your name? Caleb. Now it's Azahel. Okay. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't go by Caleb anymore. Uh, here's Abner and he decides to flee. Uh, he's gonna run from the scene. Uh, I can picture him. Now, Abner's not your normal man. Abner is a general. Abner is a warrior. Abner is, I believe he's built. I mean, he's probably got massive biceps and triceps on the back. He's probably got, I mean, a, a six-pack sculptured. Yeah, I mean, much like I am. I mean, it just is a massive uh, uh, sample of, uh, of manatee, if you would. And, uh, and Abner now is leaving. He's got his spear. Uh, he's got his, uh, uh, he's got his uh, armor on and he's leaving. He's getting away from the situation uh, and he begins to take off. Uh, but as he's leaving, uh, Azahel uh, sees him. Now you gotta be a better Azahel than that because you know, you gotta get in the, into the story here. Amen. You gotta get, you gotta get physical here because I'm fixing to kill you. And uh, so Abner's gonna run away. Uh, Abner gets his uh, stuff together and he takes off. But Azahel sees him. Now Azahel takes this opportunity and says, if I can take down this big uh, general, amen, if I can take him down, I'll get his armor. I'll be able to stick my chest out and I'll be able to, uh, to walk in front of the people known as Azahel, son of Joab, uh, that killed the general uh, for Saul. I will be uh, the one that wears the armor of a general. Uh, so uh, Abner House took off uh, and he's running and Azahel starts to follow him. Now that's not quite fair because Azahel, Azahel is light on the foot like a roe. Now that don't mean a roe. Hey man, that's talking about like a deer. I mean, I bet you can run, can't you? Hey man, try it out. Run to the back pew and run back. Go! Yeah, that ain't fair. I'm telling you right now that that's not fair. Amen, come on back. Amen. And so then Abner, amen, this man strong and physical, probably got a chest like this, probably can bench 400 pounds. And I'm telling you what, I mean, he's got scars in the battle and Abner's running. He's probably running like this. And he's got all of his stuff with him, all that weight on him. And he's a running and he's a taking off. And then Azahel decides he's gonna come and he's gonna do battle with him. Come on, catch me. Amen. And so Abner, he takes off a running and he glances back and he sees, hey, wait a minute. Somebody's following me. And so he keeps on a running and he comes on up and he runs up the ridge and he turns around and he says, stop. Art thou Asahel? 
And he said, yes. And uh, Abner said, how's the hell? You don't want none of this. I'm just going to tell you up front, you don't want none of this. Now, he didn't say it exactly like that. What he said, Brother Williams, was is he said, as hell, turn to the left or to the right. Go over there and find one of those other young men and take them because I don't want to have to kill you. I don't want to have to slay you. And so he goes ahead and starts running, but Asahel didn't listen to him. And Asahel come on up and started gaining on him again. And so he turned around and said, hey, now Asahel, I'm telling you, you don't want none of this. Uh, Mom, where you at? You better talk to your son. Uh, uh, he don't want none of this right here. I'm trying to tell him. Uh, you got your husband with you. It's going to be bad. I'm going to have to kill your son because he just won't listen, okay? Uh, but I said, now, Asahel, uh, uh, you need to turn to the right or the left. Uh, find you one of these young men uh, and take their armor. Uh, uh, but don't come uh, I don't want to have to get... How am I going to look Joab in the face? Your brother. How am I going to look him in the face? I'm already out of breath. I'm just... Running around this thing halfway around. That's a big church, ain't it? Amen. How am I going to look him in the face if I have to kill you? So then he starts on off again. Sure enough, as hell don't, he don't listen. And so as hell comes on up and Abner's are running, as hell's are gaining on him, as hell's are running along. Amen. As hell's trying to catch him, Brother Abner still got a little bit to him. Amen. And so he makes it a little bit interesting. Amen. It wasn't as easy as he thought, was it? <laughs> Somebody call 911. <laughs> so uh, Abner's running. As hell, come on up a little bit closer. And Abner's hell is gaining on him. And Abner's got his spear like this. And Abner realizes, I ain't going to be able to outrun him. I don't want to have to kill him. Joab's going to be upset with me. You out of breath too, aren't you? A little bit. Pretty good. I feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> and so, sure enough, as Azahel comes on up, he takes the hinder part. He doesn't turn around and hit him with his sword. He doesn't hit him and knock him down with his fist. But he took the hinder part of his, of his spear. of his. And sure enough, as Azahel got right on him, he just ran it through him. And the back end of it come plumb out the backside of Azahel. And Azahel died. Die! Hard to get good help in these scenes, you know. Thank you, buddy. Now, here's a problem. There's a couple of problems in this story. One, I can't breathe. Uh, so... Azahel is dead. And now there's a big problem. The problem is Joab, according to the Bible, has the right to kill Abner for what he's done. It's called the slayer. You can look over in Leviticus and you'll find that in this day uh, there was what was called the law. And the law said that an eye for an eye. And the manslayer was one that was akin to one that had been killed. He had the right. He could go and kill that man and get by with it. And there was only one way that Abner could keep from Joab killing him. Do y'all know what it was? 
He had to run to the city called Hebron and get inside the city. If he can make it inside the gate before Joab gets to him, then he's free and he don't have to worry about the avenger of blood coming and getting him. Y'all got the picture? Amen. Young lady, you got the picture? Okay, it's a big picture. All right, here's Abner. Abner goes and gets on his horse, no doubt. Starts to ride. Probably riding along. Maybe had some men with him. I'm sure he did. Some of those men said, Abner, heard you had to kill Azahel. Yeah, I didn't want to. I tried to get him to turn to the left or right a couple times. He just wouldn't listen to me. I know he was Joab's brother. I hate to even have to see Joab, but I didn't have no choice. What do y'all think? Do you think he had a choice? No. What would have happened if he hadn't have run that spear through him backwards? What would have happened? Well, uh, Brother Jason, Azahel would have caught him from behind and he wouldn't even be alive. So you could say he's running. He's doing everything he can to keep from from him catching him. So you could say it was self-defense. But it didn't matter. For the law said the avenger of blood could come. And the avenger of blood could take him and kill him and get away with it. So I see Abner. I'm fixing to get into the roller coaster ride. We're fixing to go over. Hey, man. The clicking and the clacking is over. I see Abner as a type of the sinner seeking a refuge. Uh, Hebron is a salvation splendid rest. If he can get inside the city of Hebron, amen, it is known as the city of refuge. And as long as he makes it inside, hey, Joab cannot come in and kill him. Do y'all understand that? Jesus is our refuge. Not because somebody wrote a song, which is wonderful to sing it. Amen. He is my refuge. I love it. Amen. But that's not the reason he's the refuge. He's the refuge because the Bible says that he's the refuge. Again, it's a picture. It's a type. Jesus is our refuge. If we get inside Jesus, then the devil cannot slay us. <laughs> Woo. But it's amazing how close you can come to almost getting in Jesus and not being in him. This is how close it is. Number one, first of all, I want to deal with this serious danger. Joab, if, if Joab catches Abner, Abner's a dead man and he's going to get by with it. So I see that there's a law that says he can in Leviticus chapter number 24 and verse number 20. I see that uh, uh, Abner now is on his way to that city of refuge, but it just doesn't seem like he's in haste. It seems like that Joab, I want you to turn in your Bible with me over to chapter number two and look at the last verse in verse number 32. Towards the bottom of that verse it says, and Joab and his men went all night and they came to Hebron at the break of day. Listen to me, listen to me. Moms, dads, children, listen. The devil is in a hurry to make sure he gets you before you get saved. Joab here, a picture of Satan. A man has rode all through the night. I can picture Abner. He thinks he's got plenty of time. Abner riding along on his stallion horse. I mean, he, he looking good, amen. And all these men with him. And they probably stopped and they built a campfire and they probably got warm and everybody was sitting around the campfire and he was talking about how he wished he hadn't had to kill him, but he did. Somebody might have said, ain't you worried about Joab? 
You know, the, you know that the, the scripture says uh, that, uh, that he can slay you. Abner said, yeah, I understand that. But I'm going to get in Hebron. I'm going to get in the city of refuge. I got plenty of time. That's why we're on our way down there so that I can get in salvation, so that I can get inside the city and, uh, and uh, Joab can't get me. Somebody may have said, but ain't you worried about, ain't you worried about whether he beats you there and he's waiting on you at the gate? Abner said, oh, he's not in that big of a hurry for me. I'll just, uh, we'll make it there tomorrow evening sometime. And so sure enough, maybe they even took a nap. Maybe they laid down and, and went to sleep. Andrew, maybe they just wasn't in too big of a hurry after all. They got plenty of time tomorrow. But I can see Joab. And I can see him with his horse laid down, him ears laid back. I can see him lathering up the saddle. Yeah, yeah, he's hitting it through there. Yeah, yeah, through the night and jumping over the logs and through the trees, hitting back the limbs. Yeah, yeah, I can see the fury on his face. Get up, boy, get up, yeah. And his men riding with him. See, that's what the devil is. He goeth about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Joab makes it there first. Havner comes riding over the ridge. Can you picture it? Havner and his men, maybe they were talking, laughing, cutting up. No big deal, got plenty of time. But as they came over that ridge, maybe one of the men saw Joab down there at the gate. One of the men said, Havner, Havner, Joab has beat us to the gate. See this gate, now let me talk to you for a second. The, the walls around this city... In these days, in those days, it wasn't a little narrow wall. They were massive walls. Sometimes the walls were as wide as this building. They could hold chariot races on walls. Uh, y'all just heard a message about Jericho on Monday. He probably talked about some big massive walls. I don't know, I didn't hear it. Uh, but uh, there were massive walls around cities in those days. You could actually stand in the gate means you wasn't on the outside of the gate, but you wasn't all the way in the city either. You was kind of just in between. I kind of think about that like a church. Can I get your attention now? Listen to me. I'm thinking about it like a church. Uh, the church doesn't save you. Uh, I love Brother Gravely, but he ain't never saved nobody. I had somebody one time tell me, oh yeah, I got saved. Don't you remember you saved me? I said, I ain't saved nobody. They sometimes make it in the church. And man, it's like a gate. It's just, the Bible even, even talks about that. The, uh, the gates of hell and, and the church. And, and he's kind of comparing it to a gate. It's almost like we're right here. Uh, and it's easier for you to get in if you're here. I'll say amen to that. You can get in if you're on the other side. If you come in quick enough. It's better to be in here. It's a lot easier to get in and to Christ from here. You're that close. So Abner comes riding over the ridge and he sees him. Sure enough, I might bar you. I want to pick somebody real ugly. Amen. To be Joab. No, I'm just kidding with you. You're going to be Joab. You're the devil. Amen. You stand right there. I see Abner as he comes riding over the ridge. All of his men 
He's just trotting along. They're talking. One says, oh, no, there's Joab. And he's standing at the gate. Here comes Abner down. He rides down. He gets off of his horse. And something's running through his mind. What should I do? If I can make it past Joab, I'm safe. I'm saved. If I don't make it past Joab, then I'm a dead man. Life or death. Within just a few feet. Now, I need you to be tough now. Again, that other guy took his hands out of the pocket, but it's just hard to imagine the devil with his hands in his pocket or even doing that. I mean, you've got to get on because I'm fixing to whip you. No, I'm not either. Let's swap places. I think I can make a better Joab for this thing right here. Abner's rolled over the ridge. He doesn't seem to be too, too really urgent about getting in. I'm going to make a mark in your carpet. You'll have to forgive me. You probably can't see it, but I can. Here he is standing in the gate. wonder what he's thinking. Oh, Joab. Joab knows if he gets in, I can't do a thing to him. I can't touch him if he gets in. But if I can get him before he gets in, I can kill him. I see him walking back and forth in his rage. He killed my brother. He killed my brother and I'm going to kill him. Back and forth, I can see him walking back and forth like a roaring lion. I'm going to kill him. I hate him. He's a dead man. Then all of a sudden he sees him right over the ridge. Here's my chance. Here's my chance. And Abner comes down. Abner's going to make his way towards getting inside the city. Just as he comes in. Come on up, brother. Just before he steps over and steps inside the city. He's actually in the gate. Joab says, Hey, Abner, can I talk to you for a minute? Abner's got a big choice to make. We've got to swap around here real quick. Amen. Now he's ugly old Satan. Abner's got a choice to make. What's he going to do? Uh, can he, can, should he just run and dart in and then say, uh, if you don't talk to me, you're going to have to talk to me from in here. Hey, man, and you, you can't come in here and get me now. Uh, or is he going to stand and talk with him? Preacher, how many do you think you've ever seen in meetings where you gave the invitation and you, they, you knew that they were in the gate? You saw him, Brother Laddie. He said, everybody stand up, every head bowed and every eye closed, and you watched their knuckles turn white. And they had a grip in the pew. They knew, you knew God was dealing with them. You saw their countenance. You even saw tears dripping down their face. And then all of a sudden, just like a switch, it just, and it went off, Brother Williams. And it was like God wasn't dealing with them no more. And the, the knuckles quit being white. They kind of smiled. No big deal. Somebody whispered to them. Oh, it wasn't the person sitting beside of them. I, I, it, it maybe wasn't the baby that cried in the back I, that took their attention off. It was somebody else that said, Hey, come here. I want to talk to you before you go in. Sure enough, we swap places again. Fast, man, fast. And we swap back. Just see if you're paying attention. And we swap back. Amen. Now, now we're ready. Amen. I've got him going. All right, Joab. Stinking sorry. Sneaky thing. He's got him a dagger right here in the, behind him. Abner's fixing to step in. Salvation is his. He's that close. He is a step away. 
I mean, it's almost like Abner. Abner is about to take the last step. What, have you ever heard the preacher say just one more step? If you'll take one, I believe I heard it last night. If you'll take one, he'll take two. Abner's so close. If he can just get in. But Abner stops when Joab says, Hey, can I talk to you before you get in? And Abner comes over to him. Man, you got to die here. Man, he died harder too, didn't he? Man, he's even bleeding. You're all right? He's not all right. We'll pick him up after a while. Tell me what went wrong. Somebody help me. You can't help me because you're dead. You know what happened? I'll bring you in on the picture here. I need somebody to tell me what happened. If Abner, we'll use David right here. You're going to be David. David, you're standing here for just a minute. What's your name? Hayden's good. You're David right now. And you're looking at the scene. Abner's over here wiping blood from his dagger. Big grin on his face. (laughs) What a fool. (laughs) One more step and he would have been in. His men are probably all standing around him. And he's saying, look what I just did. I kept Abner from getting in. (laughs) And probably slid his little dagger right back down in his little seif. Joab later finds out and he's, I mean, David finds out and he's looking at the picture. Here's the picture. Joab, the devil, has slain Abner one step before he got into salvation. What do you think? His hands weren't bound. It wasn't like he come in and his feet were, were in shackles or fetters. It wasn't like Abner tried to make a lunge for it. But he just couldn't make it in in time. No. He died as a fool, didn't he? You know what he should have done? He should have, as, as Joab said, Hey, hey, come here. He should have said, No way, Joab. I ain't listening to you. I know you don't care about me. All you want to do is kill me. I'm not listening to you. I'm getting in. I don't care whether nobody thinks. I wonder why he didn't run in. Maybe maybe it was because his men and he was proud and, and thought, well, I'm a general and he's a general and I ain't scared of him and I can take him. Hey, let me tell you something. I've heard people say, I ain't scared of the devil. You're a fool if you're not scared of the devil. Maybe, maybe it was his popularity. He was popular amongst them as being a warrior. Pride, prestige, popularity. Brother Allen used to use them all the time. Hey, hey, it'll get you, he'd say. Wake up, son. No, he ain't dead. He's all right. He's just broke a couple places. Why did he die? Why did he die, David? He died because he stopped. He died because he didn't get in, didn't he? Why did he stop? Because there was a whisper. Hey, you don't have to get in. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Andrew. Closing out with this this morning. It's going to be sad 
Sister Capet's going to be sad. At the great white throne, we're going to be weeping and crying. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And we picture the Lord Jesus because the Bible tells us that his, his, his appearance, he's angry. Saw a great white throne, him that sat upon it, whose face the heavens, the earth and heavens fled away. There was found no place for them. We, we're looking for places to hide because Jesus is sitting on the throne and he doesn't have the smile and the tenderness and the meekness of I'll save whosoever will at this place. But instead, he's got the wrath of God. He's got the frown. I mean, uh, uh, the creases in his eyebrow. Are you listening? Uh, he's angry because they would not come. But I can't help but to think that sometimes, even in the pictures in our Bible, that sometimes, sometimes maybe he just wonders, why didn't they come? Maybe it's not a, an old, wicked, ungodly, reprobated mind either, and a drunken child molester. Maybe it's just a little girl that was 10 years old. And God called her, but she wouldn't come. Maybe she was shy and she was afraid somebody would think something of her if she was to come to Jesus and get saved. So she just kind of lingered in the gate. Brother Allen said that, uh, he said that our churches are full of people that are one step short. And I'm thankful for this church and I know you are giving it everything you got to make sure these young ones understand and they get saved young. Thank God for somebody that gets saved young. The reality is, Brother Laddie, is at that great white throne there'll be a 12-year-old boy that'll come walking up. He never killed anybody. He never drank a drink and he never said a curse word. Never gambled away his life. But he just didn't get in. Is that true? Is that right? He never caused any problems. He never stole anything. He never was a fornicator or idolater. He never was an adulterer. He just didn't get in. He was right there. He was in the church. Mom and daddy brought him. Amen. Maybe he was even in the school or the, or the homeschooling program. And you know what? He lived every day and he had friends in the church and he loved everybody and he was just seemingly a good kid. But he just never did take that final step. And I'm not trying to get anybody to doubt anything. I just want you to know that being in church is not enough and having a good pastor is not enough and your mom and daddy being saved is not enough. It's you and you've got to step on in. Abner, hey, Abner killed him in self-defense. But Abner died in the gate. One step short. One more step. I mean, he's right there. One more step. Oh, if he'd have just stepped on in. Now, I don't know about everybody in here, but when God was dealing with me, I heard voices. God was calling me, come. And I also heard voices that said, not now. Anybody else do that besides me? Sir, when, are you saved? When you got saved, was there voices from inside that seemed like they were saying, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Did it also seem like there was another one that says, well, not now. You've got plenty of time. You're young. You can do it later. I don't know how long he's been saved. My concern is, is that there's a city called Hebron 
a city of refuge. It represents Christ, Jesus. You can stop one step short and die as a fool dies. And there was weeping and there was, there was crying and there was mourning and David was weeping and they even offered him food and he said, how can I eat? He said, God do more unto me. In other words, I would deserve to die if I didn't take this serious and the people saw the seriousness of it and they chose not to eat. Read it. Poor Abner died. Poor Abner died. One step short. One more step. Now, Brother Jason, Brother Laddie's going to say amen to this, but Jesus is coming and it could be any moment. Can you say amen to that? You believe he could come tonight? You believe he could come at 3 o'clock this evening? Do you believe he could come at 12.30 in five minutes? Ma'am, do you believe it? You're shaking your head. Sir, do you? Ma'am, do you believe it? How about you? You do? We've heard it all of our lives. It's true. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Jesus is coming. And you can be right in the gate. And this morning, maybe even already, something's went, hey, don't listen to him. Hey, don't have to be a young person. I preached a meeting in China Grove, North Carolina, back to Bethel. I preached over there. And if a woman got saved, she'd come running down on this side. Linda went over to pray with her. She said, I need to be saved. She said, I've been teaching Sunday school for 49 years. And she said, I've known for a long time that I wasn't saved. How can you teach Sunday school for 49 years and not be saved? She knew it. Maybe pride. Maybe her position as being a teacher in the Sunday school kept her from coming. For she probably thought if I come down and get saved and tell the church, I'll lose my Sunday school class. Maybe she had a husband that was a preacher and she probably thought it's going to embarrass him if I come down here and get saved. I put it all aside. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. If Joab would have just, hey, if, if Abner would have just took one more step, Joab couldn't have killed him in the gate. So this morning, I, I ask you to bow your head this morning and don't listen to no voice saying, Hey, wait. God never told anybody to wait. It's always an urgent call from God. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Come now. Now's the accepted time. Behold, today's the day of salvation. It's now. God says, come unto me all you that labor. It's always now. It's now. Hey, you're in the gate. You've made it in the church. It's another step. But you've got to go on. You've got to go more than that. Maybe there's some in here and you know somebody. And as I'm preaching, you're saying, I know who he's talking about. Maybe you want to come pray for them because you know they're not all the way in. You can tell, you can tell. 
Maybe you know somebody that's right at the edge and all they need is one more step to get in. You're here this morning, church. And maybe you've got in. I wonder, I wonder if there had been some on the inside that was saw it happening and saw Joab waiting on Abner. If they'd have just run to the gate and said, Abner, Abner, don't listen to him. Get in, Abner. Run, get in now. Maybe Abner, maybe Abner would have got in. And Abner had not died a fool. You're here today. Is God dealing with your heart about somebody? Is God dealing with your heart about you? Several are coming. Same force, brother. 